Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Welcome to Green with Tiffany and the Choose to Care podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page, and I have a great guest today. Her name is April Berger, or you might know her as April Dew because she has the dewiest skin, and that happens to be her real maiden name, actually, but April Berger. Uh, she's a licensed skincare consultant and a seasoned professional in the medical field. She has over two decades of experience in dermatology sales, working for market leaders like Galderma, which if you don't know is many things that they do, but one of them is fillers, some of the fillers you might know of uh, out there. And she's dedicated to democratizing access to effective skincare solutions. And so believing that great skin is a fundamental aspect of a person's sense of self. Don't I know it? That's for sure. I know growing up, uh, you know, I didn't always have the greatest skin. So she's committed to breaking down barriers and providing clarity in an often overwhelming process. And that is so true. There's just so much out there and so much information. So she focuses on results and clean, effective formulations. So April's goal is to make great skin accessible to everyone, regardless of income or background. So please welcome April Berger. Hi, April. Well, thank you. That was a fun introduction. So happy to have you here. So I just wanted to give a little background here because I met April at an event and I have gone to event. I mean, if anyone knows me, I go to events all the time, uh, always at the next event and COVID hit. And of course, I didn't go to any events. So kind of slow and getting back into events. And I think I was also doing a little bit of grieving over my little puppy or, you know, that passed. And so here I'm at this event. I'm by myself. I was supposed to be with a girlfriend who couldn't make it last minute. And there I was. And there was April. And she, mm-hmm. you know, said, hey, are you, are you with someone? Come on over, sit next to me. And it was so kind and such a great, you know, offering that anyway, we ended up hitting it off. And so I thank you for that. And it ended up making the event so much more pleasurable to have somebody, you know, to talk to about it. And and anyway, so I appreciate that. So thank you for that. And what I noticed the most about April, besides her kindness, was her skin. I mean, you have the glowiest, dewiest, beautiful skin. And um, you're welcome. And I know (laughs) skin, you know, I notice skin. I mean, you can notice beautiful makeup for sure. I notice that as well on people. You know, a skin that glows from from within is is just to me so noticeable and everyone wants to duplicate that. So um, we ended up getting to talking. And of course, what do you know? April's into skincare. So there you go. <laughs> so I was like, well, we need to talk about this. So uh, I'm so happy you're here to talk Thank about you. it. Thank you. So happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you were in the medical like sales area and then you kind of moved <laughs> over into this other area of, you know, being yeah front facing of the do effect. So how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I think at some point we all have our subconscious guide leading us in ways that sometimes it's not really top of mind, but looking back, I can say that my inner compass, my inner child secretly wanted to solve my own problems. And, um, that really led me as like the beacon of kind of 
to dermatology. So initially, I didn't I couldn't really identify with the beauty queens of the world and makeup and I just felt like if you were really into that, it was because of, you know, vanity and just kind of the wrong reasons and I felt, you know, growing up I was more of an athlete, more of an academic and so I felt like I didn't really have a place. I didn't really have a place but I also knew there was a disconnect of, I want to look and feel my best, but I don't know how to get there without feeling like I'm, you know, trying to be a beauty queen. Through working in women's health, medical sales, and then finally dermatology on the medical side, what I realized is caring about what you look like is really deeply tied to your self-worth. And it's not about wanting to you know, just be self-absorbed and vanity and obsessed with looks. And so uh, growing up, I had my own kind of discoloration on my cheek, which isn't anything major looking back. But as a child to you, it's like the end of the world. And through working at Galderma with acne, rosacea, psoriasis, the burden that people can feel when their skin is not clear is equal to that of a cancer patient. So talking about skin issues to me became way more than superficial. And I feel like deep down, if I really am honest with myself, looking back, what pushed me into dermatology is to find out what are these secrets? What is really behind the curtain of how to have amazing skin? And almost like the Wizard of Oz, I expected to find these like magical secrets. And I was going to figure it out and really help myself. Now that I look back, you know, at the time, I just felt like this was an interesting medical kind of science that I really wanted to learn about. But if I really am honest, I think I was expecting to find these deep secrets that everybody knew about and wasn't sharing. And still there are probably some basics, but I'm happy you brought that up because it's so true about skincare and your self-worth. I was actually um, robbed at an ATM when I was like 18 years old and I got hit in the face and it actually set my eye back. Like, I don't know, like something cut my eye and then it, it just changed my eye shape. Um, and so I was so self-conscious between that and the skin and I had just kind of started modeling and it just was, it, it, it just made it all so hard because anytime I took a photo like straight on, you could see the difference in my eyes. And I was just so, so um, self-conscious about it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to um, mention that because I know people have all sorts of, you know, self-worth issues regarding their skin and, or their face in general, and everybody's trying to change it. And I guess, you know, if you really need that to make yourself feel better, it's, you know, obviously it's an option now and it's more accessible to everybody. But I think, um, I don't know, uh, you know, I I support anybody who wants to do something that makes themselves feel better. I just think that, you know, I just ended up living with it and it actually sort of morphed on its own kind of, you know, I had gone to a doctor and they said, well, you can make your, the, the, the new eye look like the old eye, but you couldn't make your old eye look like your new eye. Was that it? And I was like, ah, I don't want to do that. Forget it. We're just going to live like with it. It looked like it worked out. Yeah. You look great. Um, hopefully you were young enough where your body yes. can recover. Right. And that's what happened. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think you bring up a really important point. I think that everybody feels really lonely in their, in their journey. Like I had discoloration on my cheek as a child and 
and I still have it. I can cover it with makeup. And basically it's just part of my skin doesn't receive blood to the, that area evenly. So it can look blotchy with some redness and some white. And although that's not as traumatic potentially as some of these other issues where you have, you know, birthmarks, et cetera, the amount of decisions that it guided in my life is shocking. I, it, it guided whether I wanted to go to school for college in a cold climate or a warm climate, because when I was in colder temperatures, I felt like that part of my skin stood out more. And that's all I could think about. And it really made me have empathy for people that have more severe conditions with their skin that they can't hide or they can't fix. And I think that no matter who you are, we all have things that we're insecure about. And my goal with the Do Effect company uh, is to just help people who maybe aren't as savvy in skin or makeup find ways that they can feel better about themselves right now, today. If you have dark circles that you're just genetically predisposed with and you're devastated by them, let's figure out some makeup techniques that'll make you feel better today, right? You don't have to be a beauty queen. You don't have to be self-absorbed or vain. Feeling good about your appearance and your body is essential to self-worth. Everybody's at a different place in their journey. But like you said, when it happened with your eye, it can be really devastating, which can prevent you from doing the other things that are more important in your life, right? If you're constantly thinking about that one issue. Yeah, for sure. And that's why when I'm calling this the Choose to Care podcast, and I talk so much about choosing to care and the choices you make and and the products you buy and, and you know, caring about the environment and family and nature and animals. But this time it's about caring about ourselves and mm -hmm. things that we can do for ourselves um, that might not take as much time as you think. It's just kind of like, once you know, you know, you know, just learning some of the the tips that you can use to have great skin. And so, um, and when I saw your skin and it was so pretty, I was like, okay, give me the scoopy scoop. So um, what are some of the the products that you use? I mean, I know one of the things that you had spoken about right away was this re-wetting re Re-wet effect Your face technique. Yeah. Yes. So I really was expecting to go and find all these answers working in dermatology. And um, the ironic thing that happened was working with all of these dermatologists in Orange County. I had on a daily basis, people asking me about my skin, dermatologists, estheticians, even when I you know, strangers on the street and asking me, what do you use? And I remember one flight attendant just kind of accusing me, like, you just don't want to tell me, you just, you just want to keep these secrets to yourself. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I just don't know that like on the airplanes, the place to kind of tell you. And so after writing down my regimen, different things and collecting information, sending out emails, this is before Instagram was like a thing. I kind of was like, clearly, despite all of the information out there, estheticians, dermatologists, clearly there's still a need. And I was getting tired of sending individual emails and texts to strangers and whatnot, talking about all of these tips. And so I decided to start the Do Effect and really show people a place to start and to let them know that a couple of fundamentals are essential 
before anything else. And so one of the things that I had come across when um, working in the medical side of skincare is hydration and moisturization are so pivotal to your entire being from the inside out. And one thing that, that, you know, is obvious is obviously drinking water and hydrating. We're made of over 70% water. So there you go with your water. Keeping that top of mind is really important. It helps flush out the system. It keeps everything. It's almost like the oil in your car. It keeps everything running optimally. And so, yes, you can run without oil in your car, but it's just a matter of time just like water, where that's going to show up on your skin. The second component of hydration is locking in that moisture from a topical level. So not just on the inside, but also on the outside. And 90% of aging is due to environmental factors and not only the sun, but if you're in air conditioning, dry climates, pollution, everything that we're exposed to on a daily basis. So starting with hydration is key. And something that's really counterintuitive that I saw is washing your face, completely drying it, and then adding moisturizer. And when you bring it up that way, people are like, oh yeah, that is kind of funny that I'm going to dry something and then hydrate it. So through trial and error and experimenting, I came up with a rewet face technique that sets up any skincare regimen to work even better because your skin needs to be hydrated and lock in that moisture throughout the day. And it almost acts as like a force field when you do the rewet face technique. So the way that it works is that you'll cleanse your skin and gently exfoliate with a washcloth to make sure all debris or products left on there are completely removed and normally after that, you would go and dry your face with a towel. So do not dry your face completely with a towel. Or if you do, come back and re-wet it. So ideally, you would put your first product on a damp face. So a damp face is going to increase penetration. So you don't want it completely dry, but you don't, don't want it completely wet. So just a nice damp skin is how you apply your first product. And let that soak in for anywhere from... 30 seconds to about a minute. And then you almost to a dripping point, re-wet your face with water. I know that some people use um, a mist or a spray and I've experimented with all of them, but water really works to create a, a humidified greenhouse effect on your skin. So when you re-wet your face and then immediately follow up with your moisturizer or the rest of your routine, you lock in that moisture for the rest of the day and helps your products go on smoother, your makeup go on smoother. It's it's shockingly a big difference and it's completely free. You can try it with whatever have to, you have today. We're going to have to try that. So when you talk about doing a light, um, just a light wetness, so that would be with like a serum or what a serum before you put a moisturizer, that type of thing. So what, it, you know, each regimen can vary, but if you have, let's say an antioxidant, you're going to put on like a vitamin C, you would put that on first, let it air dry or penetrate. If you are doing acne medication or something for your brown spots, typically your fix it treatment will go on first because you want it to penetrate the most. If it's for wrinkles, you would do your retinol or your retinoid so whatever that ingredient that you're really wanting to penetrate the most will go on first. 
let that soak in, and then you'll do the rewet step and continue with your routine. Okay. Well, I've been doing that and um, I'm always so dry. My skin needs so much hydration. In fact, I went for my first facial in three years, three years because of COVID. And I went and I saw my lady, Marianne, so excited to see her. And she said, wow, you are dry. I mean, it just sucked it everything up. So I just tend to go dry. You know, and people look at your face and they think, oh, you've got the most beautiful skin. Did you always have skin that way? And my skin, you know, growing up, actually, I, one thing, I I mean, probably have good skin, good genes, but I was on birth control as a teenager, actually, I know. And um, when I got off of it, because some people actually prescribe that now for skin, right? right? Uh So I, I, I actually had a bad reaction to it. Uh-huh. And it just made me really tired and I was getting like veins in my legs. So I got off of it. But I think not knowing when, you, you know, you have uh-huh. changes, like now all of a sudden I didn't have great skin and I would get those big undergrounders uh-huh. that come in. Yeah. And then they, uh-huh. Yeah. And they go down and then they leave a mark. And I would uh-huh. kind of do all these like touch ups with concealer. And, uh-huh. you know, it was so it was horrible. I just always felt so bad and and then I also had learned to attribute it a little bit to the makeup I was using, which I didn't mm-hmm. know at the time for me, um, mm-hmm. it was a Mac studio fix. Mm-hmm. And although it glided on wonderfully, mm-hmm. it my pores and, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, studio fix, there was a reason for it. It was for photography. Right. It had certain things in it to help with light reflection mm-hmm. and all. And so I had not great skin and mm-hmm. I ended up going to see a lady and, you know, this is before like all the stuff that we have out there now. This was a while ago. And I found this lady that had a banner sign on the street um, at the building that she worked out of. And it said something like, you know, acne acne skin, you know, question mark or something. So I called and I went in and she would do these peels, these like goat goat acid peel. And she Mm. would prick each one. And I would look not great for, you know, a few days. But I tell you, I went to a handful of those and I mean, I never had bad skin again, so. Great, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you had some hormone fluctuations, which contributed to a major, really a lot of androgen, you know, estrogen, androgen, and then it created a lot of uh, acne. And then you had some congestion, right? You clogged the pores, trying to cover it up. It's a real vicious cycle. The acne is tricky. It's not a one-size-fits-all, but it's certainly really can impact your self-esteem. And that's the hard part, especially during your teen years when everything is a little tricky to begin with. Um, not having clear skin can can leave scars emotionally, but also physically. Yeah. And of course it does start from the inside, right? I mean, what you put in is going to show on your face. So if you have a really poor diet, that will show. I was just listening to someone last night and um, at an event I was at, and she said, there's no such thing as junk food. There's junk and then there's food. So if you're, you know, if you're just eating food, that's not really food, um, Uh you know, your body will, will show that too. And I think that can be, uh, you know, there's different layers, right. Of good, better, best. And unfortunately I do see a lot of people who are overwhelmed by eating healthy and just say, Oh, I, you know, or taking care of their skin. I just give up. You know what? I, every time I turn around in the media, this is right. This is wrong. Uh, you know what? It's, I can't do it. So they're overwhelmed, but I think you can make it very simple. And the cool thing is, is consistency trumps all. 
consistency trumps everything. So instead of doing some really drastic, intense cleanse and I'm never going to eat junk food again. I'm going to cleanse for the next week or whatever. I think you just come back to the fundamentals and set your body up to function optimally like it's supposed to. And we are made to get rid of toxins. We are made to self-cleanse our own body. And the problem that we run into is when we don't set our body up to properly be able to do that. So I think a great place to start on the inside is in addition to hydration. So drinking that around 60 ounces of water, you can find the calculation based on your body, but drinking enough water daily is helps your body naturally flush out and restore and reset on a daily basis. Sleep is obvious, but again, very underrated. And that's like, during sleep is when your body cleanses the liver, resets all of its cells and repairs all the damage that we did throughout the day. So it's ironic that, you know, we kind of, I think, cut sleep first when we're stressed, we're busy, but if our body can't properly reset from all the things we expose it to. And then third would be fiber and really having that, you know, keep everything flowing. So having that daily bowel movement is very important and roughly within the same 30 minutes. If you're doing those three things well, and I have no problem to, there, April. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but for teens, you know, for example, like sleeping, drinking enough water and having that is probably, I would, I would venture to say there's more people not doing that than there are. And that's a great place to start. So obviously eat more from the earth, fruits and vegetables, obviously, but, you know, start with the basics. Don't overcomplicate it. I think people just want a quick fix, right? Isn't that right? You know, it you know sometimes these things take time. So, I, I mean, some of the ways that we could find if our products that we're already using. I mean, I tried. You know, I talk about clean, and you know, I've moved my skincare to clean, and mm -hmm. um, but even some of my actual makeup, you know, and I don't wear makeup every day, um, but even that, I haven't always, I haven't switched fully some things because I'm like, well, it works. And so it's hard for people too, totally. to switch out what they've already been using because it's kind of a trial and error and who wants to do that. Right. Right. And so I would say um, less is more. A lot of skin problems and issues are due to doing too much. So you really only need to dial in the three things in your skincare regimen. Everyone who is old enough to use deodorant can benefit from an antioxidant. So an antioxidant is like a vitamin C and that is what you put on topically. You can also make sure you include antioxidants into your diet in the form of berries are a frequently known antioxidant, blackberries, blueberries. And what they do is they stop damage before it can start. So it's it neutralizes free radicals that you're exposed to internally as well as topically when you use a vitamin C and the free radicals are what break down your cells and that can lead to you know dark spots it can also lead to advanced wrinkles hyperpigmentation and so really it's a it's like a force field on your skin and when you eat it internally it also neutralizes free radicals that are precancerous pre-disease and so incorporating the fruits and vegetables on the inside can really be like a force field 
So your body can fight these things before they get stuck and manifest into something more, more severe. So the antioxidants is important. The vitamin C, I think, is so great. I mean, I totally see a difference on my skin when I use it. And I don't use mm-hmm. it every day, but when I do, mm-hmm. I really see a difference. And then I just wanted to mention, if you are going to be eating fruits and vegetables, and especially berries, if you can try to get them organic, because I really do feel that if you're getting a berry uh, sprayed with heavy pesticides, it's going to be just like a squish, a squish of toxins. Mm -hmm. So there might still be some benefits, but I really truly believe that berries should be something that you get organic. So I just wanted to add that. A moisturizer can be a little complicated because people can get congested. So my pro tip on the moisturizer is you don't need to moisturize your entire face the same. I don't know if has anyone ever told you that. I think that would save so many people from unnecessary acne. Meaning like the T-zone or just covering the spots that you need it the most. Uh, Well, I'm so So dry. I just put it over my whole face. (laughs) And if you're super dry, you can do that. Some people that are dry and just starting a skincare routine may have a compromised skin barrier, which can cause even dry skin to break out or rosacea skin to break out. So a lot of times the first step is repairing the skin barrier because they may be thinking that they're sensitive to products, but in fact, until their skin barrier is repaired, everything is going to irritate. But to keep it focused on different parts of your face can need different levels of moisturization and the areas that you have more oil do not need as much moisturization and we see this in skin that has of different ethnicities that has um, oil or you know more hydration to their skin and they tend to age better which is great so i for example have combination skin i don't put moisturizer on my nose i do it very lightly on my forehead and chin so if you're acne prone or really quote unquote sensitive skin prone You don't need to do as heavy of a moisturizer in those acne prone areas, which also can sometimes be where there's more hair. So you may see people get breakouts between the eyebrows sometimes. You can do less moisturizer there or potentially skip it altogether if you don't have severely dry skin. So keeping that in mind, the antioxidant and then the moisture is important. And then third, sunscreen. So I know that there's a lot of controversy out there on sunscreen, but there's also a risk associated with not doing. So my uncle died of melanoma and he was of the generation where you did not, you know, men didn't wear sunscreen and it was a really hard, hard thing to, to watch. And I also see, you know, working in dermatology, a lot of people getting skin cancer cut off It's the number one form of cancer in the U.S. is still skin cancer. And so there are clean options out there where you can wear sunscreen to protect against aging, which is, you know, sun is the number one cause of aging, but also um, protect from skin cancer. And uh, one clean brand off the top of my head is called Think. They have Think Sport, Think Kids. And that's a really uh, great price point, great ingredients, and well rated. Sunscreen. I think my um, that has been my faux pas because I really don't use sunscreen that much. I mean, if I'm going to be directly in the sun, like I'm going to the beach and I'm in the sun, I 
we'll put sunscreen on. Um, but just day to day, I really haven't. And I've always thought that um, sometimes I do, but you know, for a while I had it in my makeup and I thought that was enough to learn that it wasn't, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I have some now, I just bought a new one. Um, I use Badger, um, but there is, yeah, you were talking about some apps. So if you wanted to share those, that's great to kind of be able yeah. to test what some of the good sunscreens are, because just because you go to, you know, like a whole foods, if you know, not all those sunscreens are good, even though they they're there and you think they're on the shelves and they've been vetted. Well, I would have to tell you they're not, I would, because uh -huh. I even, um, they were out of Badger and we got a different brand and my fiance, like he, his chest broke out and it was from the sunscreen because that was the only thing he did different. And when he removed it, it went away. So it's, that's the complicated part, right? It's um, it's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. And incorporating sunscreen is is just like anything else. It's a habit. Make it super convenient would be my suggestion. I have sunscreen by where we keep our keys, so my kids can put it on. And as a parent, I really pride myself in trying to make this a foundational habit, so they don't have to think about it, make it to the point where they, you know, are, it's like brushing their teeth because in Southern California, it's certainly an extra need. If you live in, a, you know, further North of the equator, it may be less of, of a concern, but for pretty much everyone in Southern California, sunscreen on a daily basis, even just driving, we're just exposed, you know, majority of the year. So it's a, it, it is a best practice. And I would say I get a ton of questions on what should I spend my money on with regards to products. And because 90% of aging is and premature aging and wrinkles is due to the environment, which is like I said, pollution, weather, everything that we're exposed to and the sun, 90%. So with, That's a big deal. with folks that yeah, it's a lot, right? So I just say, start with sunscreen, be relentless until you find one, you know, try, try different products, read the reviews, try um, until you find one that you love that agrees with your skin. It's worth it because otherwise I see people spending a lot of products on anti-aging trying to correct, trying to correct the damn and, and it's really it's really the place to, to get it right. So if you have to buy 10 sunscreens until you find the one that you love and you don't mind putting it on, it's worth it because that's what's driving 90% of premature um, aging. But yeah. instead of trial and error, I think a great place to start, and I have this app on my phone, it's called Yucca, Y-U-K-A. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. And you can scan any barcode and it'll give you a quick rating. So you don't need to be a chemist on ingredients. It'll give you a quick rating out of 100 as to how clean the product is based on its ingredients. Of course, it's not perfect, but it's a great guide for your cosmetics and especially, you know, things like sunscreen, if you want a, and a quick. And like you There's said, you'd be surprised. A lot of the quote unquote clean brands do not have great scores. It is. I mean, and you just, you just think we all think about all the products on the shelves of supermarkets that they're safe for us, but there's also the environmental working group EWG yes. app um, that can also do it to test things or, and actually they come out every year with a sunscreen breakdown of what's good. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's one that I haven't, I remember when they first started, I think they're called Think Dirty. Have you ever used them? Oh, yep. Yep. That one, 
I would say their parameters on how they screen products is probably third, in my opinion. I would say for accuracy, I really like, and just ease of use, Mm -hmm. because you don't have to dissect what does this mean. I really like the Yucca app for just simplicity. And then I would say EWG is a very great resource. But again, you have to kind of be willing to dig through some of the information a little bit more. And then I would say accuracy on the Think Dirty has been controversial. So just take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, good to know. But nice to have these resources. And I'm going to try, I'm going to check out that Yucca one as well. Because yeah, the, you know, the clean's not regulated and, you know, I want to promote clean and I have the brands that I use that I like, and I will never promote something that I haven't used myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like these scare tactics that are out there with Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, it's really, it's really unfortunate. And it just puts people in a frenzy of, you know, figuring out what it is that they should use and, you know, what's good for them. And then of course, everyone's different as well. So everybody's skin reacts differently. Right. And I think, you know, is if you can be the A plus student across the board, then that's great. But I think, you know, as far as like living the perfect clean lifestyle, I think that's great. I think if we can just start where you are and do the best you can little by little every year, starting in January, my family and I, we, we, you know, we use the term new year's resolution, but we try to find one or two new clean habits to incorporate throughout the year. And if you're just if you phrase it in that way and you're more mindful, it becomes easier because you have the whole year to really adapt this habit. So last year we did new cookware and started there because you you use those things daily. So thinking about cookware that doesn't have the Teflon is really important because things that you put in your mouth are going to be more impactful even than than your skin. So thinking about your cookware, they have these great silicone um, cooking tools on Amazon that we replaced all of our plastic. So all of the the plastic that we use for cooking, we replaced that completely. Um, Opting away from plastic as much as you can to, I'm sure you probably talked about that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a big topic. That's so right. great. I remember you telling me this about you and your family, and I actually shared it on a, a podcast, uh, a solo cast that I did before New Year's and making resolutions and what that means and what you can do. And I I shared your story, and so I was I was curious to know what you what you did this year. So that's uh that's great. Cookware is great. Yeah, and I think people just expect like cookware shouldn't be toxic. Like I, I didn't realize I had to think about that. Right. And it's um, so starting with things that you use daily. And it's hard to get people out of Teflon as well, right? Because it's so easy and, you know, it's hard to get my mom out of it, but we did. I know. And just even something simple, like if you haven't already, don't microwave anything plastic in and don't heat your food in anything plastic. It sounds very obvious, but I don't think people realize how bad it is. That's terrible. And, it's like heated plastic is the most toxic. And uh-huh. then you add the microwave. I mean, forget it. I got rid of my microwave. I don't have microwave. Yeah. Right. So just simple things. If that's your thing that you and your entire family can do for the rest of the year. And then that's a habit. You hopefully do. That's just your new normal. You don't that's have to think about it. So it kind of makes it easier than feeling like you need to tackle everything at once. Yeah, it's definitely baby steps. And that is a hormone disruptor, which could affect your skin. So that's how it all comes back. I mean, my first, I think, swap was actually on deodorant. 
Mm-hmm. And I was using Secret. And I liked the smell at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you hear all the things about aluminum. And so I thought, okay, I'll switch. And I switched to the Crystal Rock, which you kind of wet and do. That did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I switched to, I don't know which came next, but I ended up finding the crystal liquid in the roll-on and that's what I used for a long time. And now the formula, well, I don't know if the formula's changed or I've changed, but it doesn't work. I'm not as especially, you know, sweaty or stinky person, but um, it just doesn't, (laughs) it really doesn't work. In fact, I was using Tom's at one point and that actually made me smell. I'm like, so what? That is... (laughs) I mean, that's just terrible that something can actually make it where other where you didn't even have that problem to begin with and it caused the problem. So there is a lot, you know, that's it. There's a lot of trial and error. So I want to help people, you know, by giving them, you know, choices that I use that I think that work. Although, Mm -hmm. again, might depending on everyone's pH balance is different. It might not work for you. But I found a new deodorant by a brand called Leif's and I had found them because they I use their dry shampoo and now mm. they don't do the dry shampoo anymore. I'm so heartbroken, but I did get a new deodorant out of it. So there you go. And it's plastic free, which is even better. Wow. That, yeah, that's, that's hard to find. It's shocking, but even essential oils around three to 4% of the population are, have a sensitivity to essential oils, which is an ingredient in a lot of deodorant. But back to your point of hormone disrupting, Although aluminum is somewhat controversial, my opinion is why take the risk? If there's tons of data that shows high exposure of aluminum is directly linked to Alzheimer's, then definitely try to make a cleaner choice. Uh, You know, we don't have to wait until it's without a shadow of a doubt that there's a direct link. You know, for example, for years, we had lead in every single household. And, and now we don't use lead paint, but if you have those inclinations of where the data is really stacking up and that's back to your dry shampoo, they found the benzene in dry shampoo yes. and a lot of the clean brands had it. So that I think it's important, deal. you know, yeah. it's important to look at some of those, to put the clues together, to really kind of listen to some of those recurring themes. So Alzheimer's with aluminum is a recurring theme. And you may be surprised, Tiffany, but I use a men's deodorant and it's totally clean. It's like a score of 100 on the clean. Really? Yeah, it's it's and it's and it's not a clean brand or known as a clean brand. It's actually a men's speed stick that does not taste or taste does not smell (laughs) super manly, but it works great. And it's, and it's actually, it's ironic that a lot of the men's brands of deodorant are actually cleaner than women's. That is so odd. And so interesting you say that because Joe uses speed stick and Mm -hmm. I've tried some other things. He just, he, he uses what he uses, but I go to a kinesiologist and I have all, all the products that we use on a regular basis tested. That's why I test the sunscreen. I'll test my skincare. And, um, I tested his deodorant for him and it didn't, it didn't test bad. So I was like, all right, you can keep it. So there you go. I yeah. guess uh, you never know. Yeah. Did you, were you telling me an old, does he use old spice or speed stick? No speed stick. Yeah. Not old okay. spice. I didn't, I didn't know old spice was still around. That's so funny. I know. Well, they actually have a clean version of their deodorant. So 
Amazing. And so for people who don't know what kinesiology is, it's muscle testing. You can do it yourself, although I never trust myself. I mean, you could hold your product like up to your heart and you could ask if it's good for you and and you choose which way to your body might move. If it's good, if it's yes, it could be forward. If it's bad, it could be back. But I never really, I don't know. I never really feel it myself. So I go to somebody who does other body work and other modalities, but something that he does is muscle testing with products. And so I always get a, a, a clean, you know, yes or no. And that was actually something that came up because there was a brand that I bought that was a um, sunscreen. I think it was like a facial moisturizer sunscreen. And I had him test it and it tested not bad, like really bad for me. Mm. That's when I was sort of taken aback when, when I realized that not everything out there that's in the clean beauty world is is just, you know, blindly, yes, it's good for you. I'm going to use that instead. Or it says natural or it says clean or, you know, organic or whatever it is. It doesn't mean that it's okay. So unfortunately, there is a little bit of trial and error. And I know not everyone's going to a kinesiologist to test their products for themselves. But there are times that you'll know yourself, you know, you might even have a reaction to it or something. So um, right, just something right. to and be I aware of, I think. Going back to your hormone disruptors, the one thing that is, I think, not spoken about enough is fragrance. So yes. really looking at any synthetic fragrance can be a huge driver behind hormone disruption. And we're up to, for women, one out of five women will have fertility issues. And so when we're talking about our teens and really setting them, you know, uh, our youth and setting them up with good habits, I will say as, as a mother who has a 12-year-old, all things smelly at that age are the thing. Bath, you know, bath and body works. And if you can have a small candle, make your entire home smell fragrant, that's a little bit of a red flag. For sure. And if they're lotions, although, and it's hard because they do smell good and it, smelling good can make you feel good. But I think that's a great place to start is just more, more of the naturally derived fragrances of coconut, lavender, that type of thing. Candles, unfortunately, with the synthetic fragrance, a great swap would be to use the more of the uh, diffusers instead of burning a candle and That's those are huge hormone disruptors. Yeah, I don't think we think about that. And and I know, especially like you're saying with kids, my friend's daughter, she loves lip balm. And she gets all these terrible lip balms, you know, with all the fragrance and the taste of strawberry or whatever. And her whole like upper, like she broke out, like all her mm. lip got red and swollen, you mm. know, reaction, all the chemicals that are in those. So it really makes a difference. And I know, I, I feel like people don't really think about it and like, oh, because you don't have a direct necessity, unless you have something like that happen where you get a, a direct breakout. You know, if you're burning a candle, you're not necessarily feeling anything from that. So you don't know right. that it's actually penetrating your body still. Right. Um, so it is a big deal. I do. And I'm so sensitive to smells now. There's not a lot of smells I can do, you know, like between, I mean, I don't want to get off in other things, but like laundry detergent and all these like synthetic smells and Febreze. I mean, that makes me crazy that that's a thing. And you can even buy like a Febreze diffuser to plug in and people think, oh, well, that's great. It's so, it's so terrible for you. It's terrible for your, you know, hormones. Like you said, it's terrible for your lungs to breathe it in. So yeah, I like the diffuser with the, um, 
for the essential oils. I think that's a, a great one. Yeah. It's something small, but it's going directly into your lungs. And I heard this equated to, you know, some of those wall fragrances. I, that was a, you know, the, it was equated to, it's so potent in a negative way for your lungs that it's almost worse than smoking. And so I think there's, you know, the takeaway is just control the controllables, make swaps where you can. If you're listening to this podcast, give yourself a gold star. You're already in pursuit of knowledge and best practices and tips. And that's, you know, it's, it's a really great way to just, you know, know better and do better. Yeah. And, and you can take baby steps, right? You're not going to switch out everything in your bathroom right away. So, you know, maybe it's your, you know, your skincare or maybe it's like your shampoo and body wash and soap. So, you know, take one aspect of it and and try. I mean, you know, when I was, um, I went and had a microneedling done nice. and the product that they recommend, which I'm sure there's reasons to push it. I mean, maybe it works, but I think we had talked about it once. I can't remember the name of the brand, but I I bought it. I took it to my kinesiologist before I opened it or used it. And he said, uh, nope, no bueno, not good. So I took it back and I used my skincare that I use, which is a serum and a moisturizer. And then there's a night cream. And I tell you, they were so surprised at how much, you know, the needling had healed mm-hmm. like right away. And so I sent them the information and you'd think that with something like that, that they would maybe bring it into their salon, but it did not happen. So you just wonder how that works. Um, On the, on the positive side though, microneedling, especially with PRP, which is platelet rich plasma, where they use your own blood, your own growth factors to stimulate your body's elastin and collagen is probably the most organic thing you could do. (laughs) Exactly, right? right? (laughs) So if you're thinking about it, if you're over 40, PRP with microneedling or even just microneedling is a great way to revitalize the skin and stimulate collagen elastin while your body's still producing it well. It'll still have an impact if you're more in your 60s, but the sooner you can do it, even as early as your 20s, after 25, I would say, into your 30s, up until probably about 50, I would say microneedling with PRP is one of the most naturally invigorating things you can do to rev up your body's own repair process. it's, it's great. And I thought it was kind of funny at the time when it, I don't know when it first came out, I think maybe like Demi Moore was talking about it early on and they called it the vampire facial, Mm -hmm. you know, because it uses your blood. But like you said, I mean, it's not using a product it's using, well, it is, it's using your own product of your own Mm -hmm. blood. And so I I think that could be uh, pretty healing and powerful. So and then I use my own skincare afterward for the healing that it, that it creates. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I thought that was uh, a pretty good, pretty yes. good option versus the skincare that they offered. Which, all right, I won't, I won't throw any brands under the bus. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember the and name you know, of them though. There, I mean, it's it's tricky because brands don't start off start out with the mindset of they're trying to put negative ingredients into products. A lot of times, that that's. It, the the negative ingredients, the, the chemical ingredients are there as a preservative. So to prevent bacteria growth, and that can cause other 
issues. You know, you can get staph infections from the wrong type of bacteria and products. So a lot of these brands are not intentionally necessarily including negative things in their products, but like there's a clean brand, you know, Kosas, K-O-S-A-S. Oh, I have seen them. Mm -hmm. So they just had some issues in the media with their brands having bacteria growing in it because they're trying really hard to not include some of the chemicals. So it's definitely a tricky balance between products that actually work with that are still clean um, that you can have in your counter and on your bathroom that will still not grow bacteria and other, you know, other negative factors. So just because it's clean doesn't mean that it's a well-rated product on the clean and safety. And- I don't want to not clean either though, because, you know, I sometimes people correlate, well, if it's clean, it doesn't have all that stuff in it that I need. And so it's not going to work. And that's not right. true either. There's that's plenty true. of clean brands that work really, really well. So I just want to make sure that that is right. And that's where the hard part is because Mm -hmm. you want to find that balance. I think it's hard, right? You're like, I want it to be clean and I want it to work. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a juggling. It's, it's, it's tricky, but we're coming out with an eyeball product that I'm really proud of. I can't wait. It is as clean as clean can get. There's no mineral oil. There's no phthalates, parabens, you name it. So it'll be coming out in April. We're going to be doing a soft launch then. If you'd like to try a sample before, we're only offering this to Tiffany's listeners. You can go to our website and get a complimentary sample to try before you buy, which is pretty cool, at www.tiffany.com do effect d-e-w-e-f-f-e-c-t dot com do effect.com and add the sample to your cart and we'll ship that to you so you can try it before you buy and let us know what you think that is exciting i need i i need that in my life you know i started using eye cream very early on and i thought that that was going to set me up for success um but now the eye I think rinkies. your eyes look great. It's working. Something's, well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like the eye rinkies are a little vicious there. They're coming. They're coming in hot. Um, but <laughs> well, yeah, your so. eyes do show signs of age sooner because the skin there is thinner. And then your eyes move in a lot of your, um, whether you're squinting, you're reading, there's sun, there's expression, smiling, frowning. So the eye area, in addition to the thin skin, gets moved a lot, which causes that earlier signs of wrinkling to be visible. But you and I were talking before the show about some of the products out there promising instant results that may do yes good oh my gosh so i at this event yesterday i you know they kind of bring you over i sit down they put this cream on me so they put an eye cream or gel on me and you know underneath and above and they did one eye and then you look at it and you kind of see a difference but i i've had this happen done before and i do not like that little tightening tingly thing that happens and I don't know if anyone's seen that commercial that they have one where they do half the face and they show guys and girls and, um, you know, they'll have bags under the eyes and they put this stimulating thing on and it looks great. First of all, it feels terrible and it pull like it's pulling your eye. Uh-huh. I can't imagine that that's good for you. Anyway, I hate it. And he goes, so do you want it? It looks great, <laughs> right? I'm like, uh, that'd be no, hard no. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> right. I mean, it feel. Uh, I think that's so important because in the U.S., we're all about instant gratification. 
but not at the sacrifice of doing more damage later. And that's almost feeling like you put duct tape under your eye and it may look a little tight and pulled for the moment, but good, good grief. It seems like you've got to be doing more harm. I would think. And then when it releases, you know, what does that look like? So So it's products like that, that really urged me to work with a chemist to come up with a product that fits into your lifestyle, wherever you are on the go, you can use it during the day, you can keep it in your purse or your briefcase, but it gives you instant results. And it's also anti-aging at the same time. So it's two in one and you really do see results within 10 minutes. And then the longer you use it, it helps repair the eye area and restore it so it can heal itself, which is pretty cool. Yes. Instant gratification. You got to love that. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> I know it's, um, it's been a labor of love, so I can't wait for people to try it and see how they like it. Of course, it's not for everyone. I was really, really determined to make it very potent and effective. And when doing something that's not a one size fits all, it's not going to work for everybody. But I am proud to say that, like you said, it's clean ingredients and works like a charm. So you can have both. The best of both worlds. What made you do an eye cream first before something else? Honestly, I was flying um, transcontinental flights and every single product that they have, even in the business class or first class, you know, bags tells you to wash your face first and then to apply the product. And I'm, you know, there's no way I was going to wash my face in an airline bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) With that water. I mean, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Is that water? (laughs) They don't, they tell you not even to use it practically. Exactly. Uh, So I started concocting, making concoctions out of my purse of like, what do I have? I'm landing. I need to meet with customers. I look pickled. Heaven forbid you have a glass of wine and you really look pickled. And so I started to do research and there really wasn't hardly, weren't hardly any products on the market that you could apply on top of makeup. And so I met with a chemist. I'm like, we've, there's gotta be something. And we couldn't find anything. And the products out there, like you said, um, there was some products and they were supposed to work immediately, but basically what I found is they just had menthol in them. So they made your eye feel really like tingling, but it didn't really do anything. Or there were other products like the one you tried where they may work instantly, but I didn't feel like long-term they were really beneficial. And so uh, with eyes, you know, showing aging first, and now that I'm over 40, I really wanted something that's going to be anti-aging, but that fits into your lifestyle. And you can put it on on top of makeup where you don't look creepy and wrinkly and, um, or you can use it as an eye cream. So super versatile and fits into your lifestyle. I mean, you're busy, you're traveling all the time, you're on the go. You don't necessarily want to bring, you know, 12 products every time. And I don't think you have to, to get the results. So this will help simplify. I'm excited about that. I, I do put eye cream over my makeup sometimes because it gives a nice little do effect. Yeah, but I can't, you don't want to look creepy. Right. I can't say I always wash my face at night, though. I know you'd probably be like, what? Like last night, I didn't wash it. I was so tired. Okay. I just went to bed. I know. I try to be better. But here's the thing. That's exactly why I developed it, because you're human. So your eye area does not have pores. 
And therefore, worrying about, you know, getting acne near your eye is not a concern for the majority of people. And that's exactly why I developed this eye cream that you can put it on on those nights that you're not going to wash your face. You can still have the eye cream next to your bed so you can dab it on and Oh, don't tell me that, April. I can't make that a habit. No, I've got to no, wash my face. No, don't make it a habit. I'm just trying <laughs> to meet people where they are, right? I appreciate like, that. <laughs> if you can wash your face, you should, and that's the best practice. But if you're going to not be able to do it once in a while, you can still have an option, or maybe you're just traveling all day and on a transcontinental flight. Exactly. That works out <laughs> well. I love it. So I thank you for sharing your information. And I think we'll do a little, um, in the future, a little re-wet effect um, to show maybe the difference. Because I know that you've done it, you have it on your site, like one side versus the other. Mm-hmm. So we'll try and see, we'll both do it and see what that looks like. And thank you for sharing the the eye balm, the eye cream with um, people. So I will, I'll put that in the notes. And um, when, and then when is it actually due out? So we have samples coming in thanks to the global supply chain shortage. It's been a little bit delayed, but we should have samples coming in um, end of February, beginning of March, and then actual product purchase available end of April, beginning of May. Well, that's exciting. I'm so excited for you. So we're going to recap how April just recap some of those those three tips to give people some of the easy, easy to do's um, for your skin. You want to just do yes. a quick re, re Yes. So I think focus on what you do daily the most, right? And uh, we talked about looking at what you put in your mouth. So just be mindful of great hydration, less plastic. And then when it comes to skincare holistically, start with moisturizing your skin on the outside as well as the inside. A great antioxidant like a vitamin C that will neutralize damage before it occurs in the form of brown spots, skin cancer, wrinkles. And then third, 90% of aging is due to the sun and the environment. So put your time and energy on finding a good sunscreen that works for you. And if you start there, you're addressing 90% of the things that cause aging. So you're doing an awesome job. Well, thank you, April. I look forward to more from you. You can find April um, on Instagram, The Do Effect, as well as uh, her site is on Instagram, it's the Do Effect Company, and our website is doeffect.com. Okay, sounds Thank good. Thank you so much, Tiffany. This has been so delightful. Well, thanks. This is April Berger, and um, more to come from April. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram with Green with Tiffany, and until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.